But actually, you know what, Nate? Um, I just gotta say, like, I met you in person. Yeah. You're a sweet, gu- you're a sweet guy. Really like you. But. But, but, <laughs> like, mayonnaise on a hot dog is disgusting. Well, on, we're going to do a little mashup. So on your guys' show, you guys like look at the internet together. Very yep. fun. Yeah. And yep. uh, send crazy links. So uh, I've come uh, prepared. Okay, good. And uh, do you guys have some links? Oh, of course. We do. Every, we do. every day. Every, every day. <laughs> literally, every day. we have trained ourselves. I mean, we did it before the podcast, but every day we just right, compile right, right. notes and notes and notes to save. <laughs> and, and that was our real life relationship. Bro, did you see this? Awesome. We would do it in person sure. when Drew used to live in Tampa. But yeah, that's we we do this nonstop. And then you right. might as well record this. Yeah, exactly, of exactly. Well, it's a fun show, and at least for our listeners, go listen to Bro. Did you see this? We'll put the notes in, uh, in show notes. We'll put the link in show notes. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's uh, it's a little bit addictive. So it's just nice. super. It's super quirky and weird, and we love that. That's right. Well, you guys are super professional at this link sharing. So can you guys uh, start us off? Ben, do the honors. Okay, all right. So, uh, usually, I like to say, uh, bro, did you see this? Since it's our... Bros. Since we're bros. Um, I don't know if you guys follow sports ball at all. Um, (laughs) I do. Steven does not. It's okay. We're we're a healthy mix of it as well. Drew, sometimes. I really like basketball, but besides that, not, not into it. But uh, I was wondering uh, if you guys had seen this beauty. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, yes. The Philadelphia Flyers got a new mascot, and uh, it's pretty creepy, not going to lie. It's pretty weird. Yeah, it's really, really good. I like it so much, guys. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of the worst and kind of the best. And yeah, that's, so- that, that's a true, uh, bro, did you see this link? <laughs> so one of the things that we have to do on BDYST a lot is we have to describe the link to the audience of people who can only, you know, follow along with their ears. And I, I got to be honest that the Philadelphia Flyers mascot kind of defies description. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it with my eyes right uh, now and I'm trying to verbalize what I'm seeing. And I'm, I'm having a very hard time beyond uh, like Muppet, like Nightmare mu- Muppet is well, kind of well- <laughs> what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's uh, let's do them a favor and set the scene, uh, okay. and I'll I'll describe his I'll, I'll explain his character bio. Okay. So his first name his first off his name is Gritty, which right. not great, but uh-huh. you know whatever. Okay, his father was a in in quotations bully, so naturally he has some of those tendencies. Already, he's like not a nice guy. Mascots are usually like for the kids, and this guy's already a jerk. But yeah, I, I, I didn't realize it. he has a backstory. My goodness. Yeah. Oh, they always give them back backstories, and some of them are even related. The uh, there's a, a Pennsylvania team, like a Philly team, a baseball team. I think that their their mascot is related to the Orlando Magic's mascot. They're like cousins. But that's besides the point. We're sports we're, ball. Yeah, oh. Sports ball. They have like that's origin stories. Imagine do. that reunion. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Talented but feisty, a fierce competitor known for his agility given his size. He's loyal but mischievous. The ultimate Flyers fan who loves the orange and black, Don't we but all? is unwelcoming to anyone who opposes his team. Aren't we? Legend all? has it he earned the name <laughs> Gritty for possessing an attitude so similar to the team he follows. For yeah. possessing so it's not a even, demon. 
<laughs> he's not it's not even his real name like no. that's it's his nickname and it's a bad yeah. nickname his family calls him charles but the team knows him as gritty <laughs> uh he he claims that he's been around for a lot longer than we know it that's and very recent- terrifying <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's been hiding under your bed a lot longer ever than ever watching ever present and recently, construction at the Wells Fargo Center disturbed his secret hideout, forcing him to show his face publicly for the first time. So he's really just been creeping for a long, long time. It's basically Phantom of the Opera, but sports. <laughs> exactly. He's been <laughs> under the ice. Ooh, man. This is yeah. terrifying. It really is. He has some oddities that are both humorous and strange. A number of times, he's been caught eating snow straight from the Zamboni machine. That doesn't sound and, that bad. <laughs> and unbeknownst to most, his love of hot dogs has been inflating the Flyers dollar dog night mm. consumption totals for years. But does he that have be- mayonnaise on a hot dog? Uh, nope, nope, no one does. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> that being said, there's no denying that he's one of our own. Yep. So that's the scene. That's the stage. Um, and now uh, we can, I guess, describe to the listeners what this dude looks like. Yeah. Good luck. Lower, lower down the article, <laughs> there's a comparison to a sentient... ZZ Top Beard. Oh, oh, that's actually well said. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, he's, like, he's like a grown-up animal from the Muppets. Yep. Yeah, he looks like a, a, a um, nuclear... Nuclear. Sorry, I struggle to say words sometimes. Uh, what, what, a fallout victim? Like a puppet <laughs> who's been around nuclear fallout for a while? Yeah. Yeah. It, he's got... I, I think the, the most disturbing part about him is his eyes, because yes. basically all Muppet-type characters have these big, like, kind of bulging eyes, but they, the, they bulge a bit too much here. And there's something about the way that they not only bulge, but are googly that uh, mm. really does it for me. Because if you see a picture of him in motion, uh, they, they go all over the place, up, down, oh. left, right. There's no stopping him. Oh, no. Does he have eyelids? Uh, no, no, of tell. course not. Hard to tell. Yeah. So he can um, always watch too. the game. I, I sent a, a, <laughs> I sent a second link because you know people on the internet love to take things and really run with them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. here are a bunch of images of Gritty showing up in uh, places that he maybe shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. See, this is this is ready for a horror <laughs> film. Absolutely. In that, ar- in that first article you sent, there's a GIF of him, I guess, shaking everything. His beard and head and eyes. Yeah, it's worth it's worth mentioning that he's oh. also a little heavy set, which you know yes. nothing, no shame in that. It just is an odd yeah. direction to take a character that you could have made look literally any way that you wanted to. <laughs> I think it. I think maybe they did design him to be sort of a slender monster, and then they thought this is even more terrifying because he <laughs> yeah, can yeah, fit so. behind trees. <laughs> you know, have you yeah. ever seen those? Uh, I think it's like Guinness World Records of people who can pop their eyes out of their sockets. Uh, yes, he looks oh, like that at all times. He absolutely has that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really it's is. A, it's they're just so much of that eyeball exposed. It's and you know like what? Googly, when I'm googly at eyes it, too. They shake. When I, I'm looking at it, and you you make a good point, which is it almost looks like he sort of has eyelids that are meant to never close, and it just is worse <laughs> that way. It would have been right. better if he didn't have an eyelid yeah, at all. He like has he has bags. Oh bags. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there's that in the one. You sent. There's the meme of him uh, crawling under the sidewalk. He says, "We have Stanley Cups down here." Yeah, <laughs> like the it yeah. monster. Oh. Yes, yep. exactly. If you in that very first picture you shared, it is almost as if he has 
a skeleton-like hole for a nose, kind of like Red Skull, mm. but Ooh. like Muppet Red Skull. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible. Ew. So here's the thing about sports ball, which you know, sports ball. Oh, here we go. The the mascots, like, I I can't even get into it. No, go Just ahead, the, like, say it, please. Don't get it, do you? I don't get. Well, I mean, team names in general. You know, Utah Jazz, Miami Heat. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's fine. But like, I, I don't understand a lot of those mascots. I just don't. I don't get it. It seems just totally unrelated to the even the name of the team. Sometimes the names seem arbitrary, but then to also have some arbitrary mascot, I just I don't. I don't get it. It's usually like when they have an outright, um, like the Pelicans or the Bucks. They have a clear animal, um, so it's easier right. to do a mascot. When you have a Philly Flyer and their logo is a P, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do for that? The <laughs> yeah. Orlando Magic, they That's have a dragon, fault. you know? Dra- dragon, so, you know, eh. So I'm trying to get at, it close, yeah. So I just Googled the Oakland A's mascot. And do either does anyone know what the A stands for? The Oakland A's? Oh, athletics. athletics. Yeah. Right. And so this is a, uh, it's an elephant. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that, he never forgets that's, that's an how bad that, they are. Doesn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the animal name doesn't even start with an A. Like I don't, no. I don't understand. Anyway, Alabama is an elephant as well. So yeah, right. the, you well know, tired. there's not a lot of yeah, there's not a lot of rhyme and reason all the time. Yeah, anyway, okay. they're just looking well, for something that's enjoyable for the kids, just like gritty, right? <laughs> <laughs> just like gritty, uh, just like literally gritty. terrifying. All right, well, thank you for that uh, nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome hey, drew is it my turn yeah okay well i guess uh, well, would you like one of us to go and then yeah one of you guys let's, let's switch it up why don't i right. do the one that i uh shared uh preemptively okay. before right. this yes because i didn't get the i'm, I'm not doing this well <laughs> it's all good i didn't read it so I yeah i didn't look at, at it either you know it's it's gotta you gotta wait so what I have shared with you, which is basically just an excuse to talk about supermarket grazing. There's <laughs> an article talking about grazing slash shoplifting okay. in supermarkets. Hmm. And what brought this, I actually went looking for this because I stood in line recently at a grocery store, at a Walmart, and I was so hungry and I thought, I might break into this bag of chips while mm-hmm. I'm in line. So I'm mm-hmm. close to, I'm very close to buying. And, but like eating grapes, for example, is yeah. common, common thing. And I, I just, mostly I want to know you guys' opinions about is grazing while you're shopping kosher? Okay, so this article, this article seems to have a decidedly no tilt to it, right? It says, customers who eat and drink goods in shops before paying for them are costing Britain supermarkets hundreds of millions of pounds a year. See, I don't get that, though. A, well, are they stealing them, or are they, are they paying for them after they've already eaten it? Well, it says that, you know, that it, maybe it's a little mix of both. Gotcha. I mean, if it's, if it's an item that you pay by the pound, it yeah. would seem, yeah. Don't okay, eat it sure, before you sure. weigh it. Sure. <laughs> but a bag of chips, that's a flat price. Yeah, of yeah, course. So the, that, yeah. Who, whomst amongst us has not opened a water bottle in the middle of the supermarket and taken a exactly, sip or two? Exactly. I have still never. Gonna, oh, I've man. never done that. Well, let me tell you what. Really? It's a real thrill. 
You should try do it, it man. Time. It's exciting. <laughs> and I, I got to say, so personally, I don't do this a ton, but, you know, there has been those emergencies where, like Drew said, you got to open a water bottle, etc. But uh, shopping with my sister-in-law and the kids, you know, sometimes mm. a kid's melt- melting down is having a fit and you just need to give them like a banana or give them a grape to just calm them down. Yeah. And it really makes sense. And, a whole banana? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some some kids like bananas. Wade at checkout. Hey, do you mind uh, putting this banana skin? Yeah, I'll, I'll pay for whatever's left. I mean, that's literally what they do. And yeah. uh, you know, the all the clerks always are like, "What? That's weird." But you know, sometimes you just gotta, in the moment, help a kid. Well, step one. That's why I never take my children grocery shopping. But <laughs> I do it all solo. I remember as a kid. I remember maybe chips, maybe like nuts. Like maybe we get some peanuts or something, we might eat it, you know, while we're walking around. But I I don't do that anymore. I guess I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, it's just yeah. A, yeah. Go ahead, Drew. Well, I just I think that we have to all agree, right? That I mean, if it's something that you're paying for by the pound and you're like literally <laughs> consuming the majority of it in the store, that is certainly stealing. <laughs> yeah, that was, absolutely, know. absolutely. I don't really know a way around that. Uh, anything that is just you know a bag of chips or whatever, and it doesn't matter the the barcode's the barcode, right? Like I don't think that's a big deal. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there there's no way to get around this. That that's a that's a totally cool thing to do. And I think that it is one of those things where, uh, in in your mind, it's so much less important than it actually is in real life. Because and like the grape is such a perfect example because you're buying like seventy grapes, right? <laughs> so you think, okay, well, two grapes obviously is nothing here. I can eat two grapes, but probably nobody is eating two grapes. They're all probably eating like at least a bunch or something as they walk around, right, and right. then that transfers over when you're over at the you know uh, like. The, the whatever I don't even know what they call them, but where you buy like the chocolate or like the stuff by the pound, you know, like the the peanuts <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and the almonds and stuff. Then you get a pound of almonds, and uh oh, right. you've eaten a couple of handfuls before you get out of there. <laughs> and I, that, that, that now we're talking some real money, right? Because almonds I, aren't cheap. You put your I head below I, the dispenser. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I guess I also find like when I'm grocery shopping, my hands are touching a lot of things, mm. and it's kind of a I don't think of it as a clean environment. So I don't want to be like touching a bunch of stuff from the shelves and then like reaching into a bag. So, so you're not digging into that rotisserie chicken as you walk around. <laughs> no, no, that's no, no. And you know, I think back in the day it would have been more, I would be more self-conscious like checking out with a person with like a half eaten bag of chips. But now with self-checkout, I don't know. Maybe it's not as big of a deal. I mean, well, self-checkout. Check out yourself. Yeah, self-checkout, man. You know, what? what is that letting go because i can even see you buying the artisanal organic dark chocolate and ringing mm-hmm. up uh mm-hmm. you know semi-sweet morsel that's like one tenth of the price or something and saying <laughs> ah it's about the same yeah artisanal i will yeah. say i was at a i was at newark airport recently and in the international terminal the food court there are no cashiers anymore anywhere oh i was just Everything there too is self-checkout oh really yeah, yeah. and it's a you even the restaurants that you get a burger from or barbecue, yeah. You literally just have to scan your own tag, and they must be doing some kind of data to know that they're not getting robbed. You know that there's not so many people doing it that it's not cost effective. Yeah, they or must the be percentage doing some data of robbing. Says, yeah, exactly. Well, that that the percentage of robbing is less than actually paying humans <laughs> right. to to so run me, a register. Drew, let me ask: If you've been there recently, Nate and I, I thought we, maybe we talked about this, but. 
were you alarmed at the amount of like iPads and tablet devices that were just literally bolted everywhere that you could not take your eyes away? Like, you, there's no place you could look without it being a screen. Yeah, I don't know whose decision that was, right? But <laughs> it, it actually looks like the entire. If if you're able to like have a clear field of vision where no one's in it, it looks like everyone got raptured and their iPads were left behind <laughs> because it just is like dozens and dozens of iPads in every single direction, all with their screens on, all doing something. It kind of, it, it, honestly, it to me, it gives such a casino vibe to the airport, you know? It it's like all these little weird slot machines trying to entice you over to them. And whoever thought that was a good idea, yeah, maybe it maybe it is, but it sure seems no, it's not very, very, very unnecessary. I think it's not a good idea for the human brain. <laughs> it's probably a great idea for advertisers exactly. and restaurants exactly. where you can order food right from it. But it, it felt totally black mirror to me. Yeah. Uh, just, and you couldn't turn any of the screens off. The upsell potential is just out of control when you don't have to, when no one looks at you judgingly when you're like, okay, cut up. Two more onion ring orders, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Well, Drew, what have you okay. got? Uh, he, here's one that I want to talk about. Often, uh, Ben and I have a little discussion about design in some form or another. And to me, there's no design world that reaches us more these days than the humble emoji. And uh, there's been a new update that I think is very important. And I've sent the link to a few people, and they've all been so excited, which is that there's a new bagel emoji that has added mm. cream cheese in between the two slices. And I, I wanted you guys to see this. Can I, can I start off by saying that I hate this? Oh. Wait, before, yeah. after, or both? Uh, after. I hate okay. This. Okay. Because it looks like there mayonnaise. was nothing. I'm with Ben. No, no I, don't even, I don't even care about that. <laughs> uh, and again, the, the, the icon itself, the emoji itself, is fine. It doesn't look bad. Okay. But the bagel before yeah. was not wrong. It was not so offensive that they needed to change it, in my opinion. Oh, some people so in New York that, would disagree with you, Ben. Of course, and those people need to calm down. Like, not everything's <laughs> about them. Uh, people in LA, too, you know? Relax. There's other <laughs> the, parts of the world. You're on blast. Yeah, so the, but, the, the before yeah, bagel, just, it looks like the bagel that you would imagine buying from your local grocery store. It is a circle cut in half with some very unoffensive uh, bread baked spotting in between the slices. And the new bagel looks very much like what you would get from a bagel shop in New York. It looks like a real bagel with real imperfections. And then some cream cheese spread in the middle of that thing. Yeah, just, it was pointless. I wish they would have spent more time on some other feature than, you know, designing this second bagel. People need to calm down. Uh, I mean, the, the, somebody did a poll, Philadelphia did a poll. And eighty-two uh, percent of people like this new cream cheese bagel, and eighteen yeah, percent said right. I like dry, so sad people. bagels. So, do you admit that you like dry, sad bagels, Ben? Actually, I don't like cream cheese on my bagels. So, oh, okay. what? I just say that too. Yeah, no, that's. I like jam. I like butter. Mm -hmm. I like you know other things, but not cream cheese. Jam's not really the you know first choice for a bagel. I don't think. For me. Okay. Just, I don't know so, about that. Jam on a bagel, Nate. huh? Yeah. yeah, man. Ooh. Jam when, okay. I mean, I would, do, I would do cream cheese and jam, but not Just jam. Just jam. Jam alone. Jam. Post so, need something thicker, because the bagel itself is a, a dense item, and I feel like jam, jam alone is not enough. 
Yeah. See, I'm a I'm a bread lover, so mm. the bread is the main. The jam is the accent. You know. What? Well, well, uh, let's hear let's hear from our other our other two friends here. What do they think? <laughs> yeah, I just I totally sucked all the air out of the room <laughs> yeah, my, with my so angry take. Nix it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's dumb, lame. Next yeah. story. <laughs> so my, so I am uh, I'm from New York, uh, a lover of bagels, and my thing is maybe it's because I'm an, I'm getting old or whatever, but I feel like emojis are trying to get too realistic, like. Well, we're getting close to just like posting a real picture of a real bagel. I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. This bagel looks edible, though. This new after emoji, <laughs> it looks quite delicious it to does. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a bagel I would eat, but I guess I don't know. I thought some of the fun of emoji was like it was, it wasn't real stuff. Like they're fake images. I don't know. I I don't really have a strong opinion about it. But yeah. I do. I have a very strong opinion about. <laughs> Let's this. hear it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I think when you run away from the iconography of an emoji and head towards realism, it looks like the new one looks like a a video game uh, version of like, uh, you know, an intern worked really hard on rendering a 3D model of a bagel. <laughs> yeah. And I think by you're taking out the hole in the center. And I think that's what I like about the first one is that you can see both in the top half and the bottom half through the bagel. And I think although it is more uh, similar to a real nicely done bagel in a shop, without that hole, it's sort of like, wait, did you just smush down a, a hamburger bun in the middle? Yeah. This is a croissant. The, the visual fidelity, know, is, yeah, when it's very small. I could see that it could look a little hamburgery. Interesting. I, I think you have, like, a bagel like a donut has that hole is a symbolism of what it is and i think if you take that out even with like the cream cheese in there actually i think in that philadelphia uh twitter poll it shows the old logo with just cream cheese and i actually like that better mm. yes i my, do i gotta say yeah yep my one last design critique and this is the most weird ocd thing ever is i don't believe that the original bagel emoji was designed with just a half on top of the bagel. That looks mm-hmm. like a whole round bagel on oh, top yeah. of a half. <laughs> it does. It kind of so, does, yeah. So, or an onion ring. <laughs> Whereas the second yeah. one actually looks like it's been cut in half. So I'm, I like the old bagel one. I do not like the new design. Although I love a bunch of cream cheese. On I've, uh, yes. I've, I've, Followed this up by showing Google, Microsoft, Samsung, and so on's implementations of the <laughs> the bagel, so we can have something to compare them to. Oh, uh, any any of these stand out to you guys? We got some wildly different uh, visual interpretations. <laughs> that Google of one's bagel. not a bagel. Yeah, let's let's go through them. Let's just go down the list. All right, so yeah, yeah. Google, how, what are our thoughts? Macaroon. That's macaroon. <laughs> yeah, or puff pastry. <laughs> puff pastry. Uh, the yeah. sprinkles, the dots on top, make it look like a burger bun. I mean, it could That's, be a, they're going for a sesame. Maybe a they sesame. could be I doing guess, a mayonnaise burger. <laughs> well, <Yep. laughs> we forgot. Hold the meat. Hold the meat. Please. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Microsoft. Mic- that's the laziest bagel. I mean, it's a donut. Yeah, it's more coconut like. It's more. Uh, it's like a cereal it's, bowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Samsung definitely looks like donuts and not like bagels. True. Samsung true. and uh, the before Apple were like the exact same thing done by two different designers. You know, right. oh. very similar looking. Yeah, Twitter's is especially troubling. I, Twi- yeah, some Twitter's kind of is not dome. Good. 
I don't understand that dome thing. Look at the 3D I think it's an- element on that top hole. It looks like it's a biosphere. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it. I think it's a. Rim. I think it's a planet with a icy hemisphere. Yeah, a bagel, planet. bagel planet. <laughs> bagel planet. Bagel <laughs> planet. Now I will say the emoji one looks the closest to an everything bagel, which is the best bagel. Which I'm and fine so, with that one. I mean, it's yeah. not the best yeah. bagel, but you know, I'm fine with that. Emoji. Nobody's nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, Ben. <laughs> what is the best bagel then? Now that you brought it up. Uh, I mean, uh, apparently gonna, something with jam on it. You're gonna hate this, <laughs> but just just plain original. Mm. No, no, that's fine. No, I I received that. Wait, plain with plain with nothing on plain it. Plain with plain with nothing. A what I like, favorite what, what I really, what I really like to do is I take the bagel, I cut it in half, I put jam on one side, I put butter on the other side, and I've already toasted oh, but- it at this point. And then I eat the savory, and then I eat the sweet. Ben, you're really getting my dander up. Listen, <laughs> butter on a bagel is an excellent thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but butter and jam. I don't mash them together. Like I said, I eat the savory half. He has two courses. And then I eat the, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. They don't mix. That's, that's silly. I actually don't mind that. I think that's creative. Yeah, I guess if you eat them separately, maybe. But jam alone, though, I don't know. Now, what about a deli bagel? You know, like a turkey cheese, you know, like a club sandwich, but on a bagel? Nope, not for me. Oh, if, oh, if a bagel's a, used as an excuse to deliver a breakfast sandwich to me, yes, yes, yes breakfast I'm sandwich fine. bagel. No, nah, uh, what's it? What's it called? The um, what is the typical breakfast sandwich bun? Um, English muffin. That's mm-hmm. English muffin, much more right. desired for me for a mm. breakfast sandwich. Which uh, in the UK is just called a muffin. Mm. That's true. I uh, <laughs> I just had a dilemma in my house, which was that I had a bunch of deli meats and no bread, except for a pumpkin bagel. But, you know, that just felt like a bridge too far. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't bring myself. You'd be crossing <laughs> the streams there. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't You don't want to do that. Oh, last, that last bagel, the Emojipedia bagel, that looks like one of those like uh, fake toasted bagel chips, you know? Oh, yeah, it does. You know, That's true. Yeah. yeah. They also helpfully, yeah, like, weird. it seems like they kind of, like, flipped over the top slice or something. I don't really know. Yeah, that, that one does not look good. That's more mm-hmm. croissant-like. It almost has layers to it. No, not a good one. No. I think we could develop a new bagel logo. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. like, put our foreheads together. We have yeah. enough, you know, expertise well, and background. To, yeah. I might suggest that this is a perfect use for, you know how you can um, change the skin tone for the emoji um, that are people? I think that we might need that <laughs> for different variations of bagels. So, you yes. know, you could, you could switch to the bagel of your choice. That would really feel like Ooh. it represents your identity. I think that might not be a bad, uh, a bad emoji to try that out on. It's the next level of customization. Exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's excellent. When, yeah. is too, when is customization too much, though? I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> a pumpkin bagel, bagel with turkey and cheese. That's. Uh, you guys I don't think we've gone far enough. I I heard a while ago that somebody wanted to make like modifiers so that you could like add if you click two emoji side by side, it would create a third new emoji, and I'm all about that. You know what I'm saying? That, would that be does so kind of seem do, interesting. You could do bagel emoji and then jam emoji, and blam, you're off to the races. You have a new and third emoji is happy. just for you. Exactly. Exactly. I like now you know really uh, like. Combining skills in Kirby 64. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. We all knew exactly what you meant. (laughs) Yeah. Good pull. Uh, Now, do you guys know you could do custom emojis in Slack? Have you guys ever done that? Like add your own? Yeah. You can add your own emojis? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have done that. I do that. We made all of our team's faces into emoji. That's pretty fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, quick question for you guys. How often do you use emojis? Like what percentage of your text messaging is emoji filled? Um, I use the hand gestures a lot, like the thumbs up, the A-OK, the prayer hands, like just to, as an extra, you know, period on my sentences. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. I use them more as a shorthand. It, it, they're less like decorative and more performative, I think. Hmm. Hmm. What about, let's see, most recently used emoji. So if you guys open your keyboard, you look at the top, you know, left or whatever. Mine and in perfect example of this, mine's the guy shrugging because I did not answer something, so I just had him shrug for me. Mine is the thumbs up. Yep, thumbs yep. up. Mine's the smiley guy with the sunglasses. No, you you think you're too cool for school? Too cool. Close, close second is the uh, face palm emoji. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Now, this is a question. So, LOL has been ubiquitous for a long time. Yeah. And I know the, the young people now, I don't know how old uh, you guys, I mean, I know you, well, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> ha-ha seem to have replaced LOL, like when something's funny in text. So do yeah. you guys do the ha-ha or do you still do LOL? It depends. I think, I think that LOL has actually been demoted from a laughing out right. loud. So I think that if you're actually mm -hmm. laughing out loud, you have to go with the ha-ha. But if something's funny and you didn't laugh out loud, you have to absurdly throw an LOL out in there. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. I think Drew is right. Drew is, Drew is accurate. Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. So yeah. It, I think anything that has like, you know, become part of the internet lexicon just stands for something, but it doesn't actually mean that right. thing anymore. So that, yeah. that's where we are. And we'll have to add layers about, and layers of that. How do you guys feel about, uh, you know, when something is cool, you know, I've heard young people say like, that's bomb. Like not, not that's the bomb. Mm -mm. But just say like that's bomb, like using oh, yeah. the noun as an adjective. Yeah, have you guys heard that? Oh yeah, I have. I don't. I don't use it. A does ton does myself. that bother anyone else? Yeah, I think eh, I probably it, do it. Yeah, it's not you do a, it. And everything that's old is new again, right? Because like I always say, that's dope. But like you yeah, know, I, say I think that, that became super lame for a little while there. But it's back. It's back yeah. around. <laughs> so if you just hang on to a word for long enough, it's gonna it's gonna hit that's that. True. Hit that's true. That's true. It's cyclical. Yeah. But then, if the bomb circle. emoji is used a lot in your in your most commonly used emojis, it just looks bad. Yeah, when someone yeah. examines your phone in an investigation. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, that's, that's not great. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. not going to help you. <laughs> well, since you're all artists and creative people, I would like to send a link, and I'm probably sure you guys have seen this. Oh but yeah, Banks, Banksy, the artist. Um, and I'll put the link. But for people, you know, he has this famous painting of the girl with the red balloon, the heart balloon, and it was recently auctioned off for over a million dollars. And the moment the gavel hit for the purchase of said painting, it began to shred. And Banksy released the video of him like building the shredder into the frame as like a long con, uh, planning to shred it at some future date. And I was curious what you guys thought about this. I find just the idea that he pulled off this long con amazing and feels like a real live Ocean's Eleven kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, I was curious what you guys thought about art and like the shredding of your own art. Because Nate and I had talked about this recently. Nate does a lot of chalk art and the ephemeral nature of chalk art where it goes away. And so, I don't know. You guys create stuff. How, how did you feel about this? I think it's amazing. I think it's a really unique yeah. 
thing that my first question was how in the world how how long had that been sitting in an auctioneer's house because i want to know what battery he used to sh- to power that shredder for as long as it possibly <laughs> must have stayed alive oh man but yeah i mean it, it's super cool there's this awesome video of people freaking out um there's a lot of questions like was the auction house in on it were they not in on it it seems like maybe yeah, they that's... actually for real weren't in on it which is really impressive in its own right, uh, right. my question is how did he activate it obviously it was you know he's must have been triggered remote but yeah, so was he in the room? Was he on the premises? Somebody was, was it, yeah. Was he, you know, it had to have so some in the kind video of proximity. I just sent, the video I just sent you guys, there's a, a short cutscene of like a little remote, like a key fob. Yeah. And it shows that like once the gavel hit, like him or somebody pressed the key fob and it activated the shredder. Gotcha. So, yeah. I mean, and I guess no one knows what it looks like, right? Like he's still. No, he's anonymous. Yeah. He's anonymous, so he could have just been there in plain sight. No one would have known. Yep. That's true. Um, do you guys know if the person who bought this had an issue <laughs> with the shredding of the art? Well, I, I think it well, went up in value. Yeah, it doubled in right, value right. or tripled in value or something immediately. So and I'm sure I, they're it was, fine with it. I, I think it kind of broke because I, I'm pretty sure that it was supposed to actually shred the entire thing and hit the floor. But the shredder yes. like gave, gave out two-thirds of the way through. And oh, it's only really? like two thirds of the way shredded. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know so they the, they still have a full piece. <laughs> right. in, the, in the in the video I sent you guys, it's apparently a a Banksy a video that Banksy released saying that when he rehearsed the shredding, it went all the way through every time. That's right. like the end of the video, and so that was the idea. But I think now that it's halfway, it's even cooler. Like it's yeah, it looks pretty dope that way. Did you guys hear of the, um, I actually can't remember the name of it, but the like uh, carnival or circus or whatever that he made? Oh, it's Dismaland. Did you guys hear about that? No. Yes. A couple of years yeah. ago, I can't remember if it was Australia or London or where, but he basically built his own version of like a Disney theme park that was super depressing and anti-capitalist and very unique. So you know, this is another good example of him doing the most capitalistic thing possible and making it the most anti-capitalistic, uh, you know, uh, right. concept possible. So I, I appreciate that he can always figure out an interesting way to do that. And I would, I want for one, would just like this picture frame that shreds things because that's a really cool idea. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> a cool concept. I got to, a, I was in Israel in May and Banksy actually partnered um, with a, some hotel, I think Waldorf, but in Bethlehem, you know, there's this huge wall. It looks like a concentration camp, basically, outside Bethlehem. And right inside the wall is a, a hotel with all of Banksy's art all around, and they call it the Waldorf Hotel. And <laughs> it's a play on words because it's this huge wall, and, he, you know, it's a pretty powerful statement. But, yeah, he does interesting stuff, no doubt. I think the fact that it got halfway shredded through, I think I would have liked it better had it completely incinerated and there was not even just shredded that like there was no evidence of it yeah that'd because be the cool. fact that it was halfway yeah through, it kind of backfired on him yeah it does feel like i'm not sure what you were trying to i mean like i think i know what you were trying to say but the person who bought it is probably the most delighted person ever like the fact that you have this you, know, you could hang that on your wall half shredded and it would be the most unique you know banksy piece maybe ever so but the idea of someone paying tons of money and then all of a sudden there's nothing there's just a frame feels like that would have really caused a and maybe shredding it all the way through would have accomplished that had it worked 
I thought well, probably it was meant just to be framed, halfway through. They would have just framed the shreds, probably, and it would have been a similar thing. But Nate, I think you have a, a fetish for just destroying art, because you just love to see your own stuff wash away. <laughs> I like seeing it destroyed. I guess there is a part of me, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of sympathy for the person who buys multi-thousands multi or millions of dollars pieces of art, because I think in some ways we all like the idea that, oh, this is like a snobby uh, investor, and we kind of want to see them get their comeuppance from some point, but the idea that like I would create something that I would say would last a while and then it doesn't, like the, it washes away, or like I do a mural, like, yeah, that'll be there for five years, and the next rain, it's gone. I think it's a little bit, uh, I don't know, I feel a little bit of sympathy, you know, for the trickery there. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> what 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 art you know what what art profundity we're having right now all these little mini epiphanies hmm <laughs> oh man well curious like so drew do you like design and create things as well like digitally or whatever i i am not so much a designer as i am uh i do video and photo and that sort of thing right so i'm i'm not like i'm a musician and so from a music side, Nate and I talk about this on our last episode, is like playing live music has that kind of ephemeral quality of you do it once, it's an experience, and it's not duplicated. You know, maybe you record it, but, you know, it's out there, like Nate's chalk art. So maybe, Ben, like, how do you feel about your work, like, being around forever? Or do you think there's more value in, like, creating something beautiful and then it disappears? Or Yeah, I, I held back. Because I really don't like creating stuff that disappears. Like mm. hearing that you like to make these beautiful, you know, masterpieces out of chalk. I I had a mini panic attack of like, but someone's gonna wash it away. <laughs> For me, right. I I get a kick out of as much as I love creating. I get just as equal uh, excitement out of looking at the thing I created. I mean, there are many a times where I'll just put up, you know, a recently completed project or uh, branding, illustration, whatever it is. I'll make it full uh, screen as a preview and I'll just examine it and look at it from every angle. I'll make it the background of my phone. I'll, you know, show people what do you think. I just love looking and analyzing. And and in fact, I'm I'm a hoarder when it comes to digital files. Mm. I just have, you know, hard drive on hard drive on hard drive. And even like little, little throwaway uh, inspiration, you know, uh, screenshots or or little sketches or notebooks. I I love to go back and even learn from myself. Like, oh, I forgot I did that. I can do it th- differently this way within my new skills or my new abilities. So for me, I yeah, definitely would love to create stuff that stands the test of time and like lasts and you know gives yeah. people enjoyment for a long time. Yeah, I have a similar feeling. So Nate was at my house the other day, and he was just like sketching with my kids on the floor, and he was sketching my face, and like it looked really good. And I was like, "Oh man, I want to keep that." And like my daughter like came around and like I saw she was about to like scratch a crayon like (laughs) on it, and I could tell Nate was just like, "Yeah, whatever. I'll just trace my hand on this face, and it doesn't even matter." And I had like that push and pull of like, "Oh man, I want to hold on to it." And like I don't know, it's attractive to me. At least for like seeing Nate, he's like, yeah, it's art, and then it's gone. Like I like. Well, that and then, and then I ran it through your shredder. 
Yes, you did. <laughs> so you could never have it. <laughs> so Ben, you said you had some beef about us. Yeah, solo? man. It's not like the hardcore beef, but I just really, mm-hmm. you guys, uh, and I listened to the, the solo last night, so it's like fresh in my brain. Oh boy. Um, I saw the movie in theaters. I saw the movie, uh, rent, like I bought the DVD, Blu-ray. And man, I just can't get away how fun and enjoyable the movie is. And you guys seem to not like a lot of the things that I loved. Which so parts just, are your are your most fun parts? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the whole thing. I really just dug. And, and now I get it. Like it would have been cooler to see him younger and see how he became the scoundrel that he is. But mm-hmm. I guess I I gave it the benefit of the doubt. And just, oh, this is just a dumb action fun, you know, movie. I'm not going to get the intellectual, I'm not going to get the, you know, emotional connection. So for that, it was fun. So typically Nate and I do top fives, and we didn't prepare one for this episode. But as you heard, we ranked all the Star Wars movies. And so maybe in both of yours opinions, where would you, Ben, put Solo and then Drew, like, in the pantheon of Star Wars, if you think, if you really liked it? Um, hmm. so number one for me is Force Awakens, and maybe that's a mm-hmm. hot take, but I really just connected so much with it. Uh, yep. Number two is Return of the Jedi, huh. uh-huh. because that one is like the most nostalgia. Like I saw that. I actually think my, that might have been the first Star Wars movie I saw when I was a kid. You had a, you had a stuffed Ewok. In your bed at I night. didn't. I didn't. I didn't like the Ewoks, but it's the first scene. You didn't like Ewoks. Yeah, not that much. I like Wookiee It's that rescue but scene, isn't it? It's the rescue scene. It's when Luke shows up in Jabba's you know, palace, and then they go to the barge. That whole yeah. was, oh my gosh, amazing. So, number yeah. two, Turn of the Jedi. Three is probably Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Four. Four. I could see... Hmm. Are you about to put Solo in here, Ben? No, no. It's probably... <laughs> probably ben? New, no, it's, it's a new hope. But what I will say, number five, is Solo and Rogue One. They interchange. That's not how a top ten works, Ben. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's fine. Let, let him be. Let him be, Stephen. <laughs> All right. He's obviously so, so, hurting. <laughs> so one, one is Force Awakens. Two is Return of the Jedi. Three is Empire. Four is A New Hope. Five, because I saw it most recently, is Solo. Six is Rogue One. Seven mm. is... Mm. Uh, mm. You got the prequels and The Last Jedi left. I don't like The Last Jedi, Last Jedi at all. It's probably last mm. on my list. Okay. I'll go... So which of the prequels? I'll go Revenge of the Sith. Mm, I'll go... Clone, of Sith. I'll go <laughs> Attack of the Clones. I'll go Phantom Menace, and then I'll go Last Jedi. Wow. Yeah. You put Solo pretty high up there. (laughs) I think Solo was on the bottom of Nate's list. Oh, it is number 10. Yeah. I just, I can't stand that. Like, his portrayal of Han Solo, I feel like, is, I would say Harrison Ford is rolling in his grave, but he is very much alive. But that's the thing. (laughs) I don't think, I don't think we can compare him to Harrison Ford, because Harrison Ford is a curmudgeon onto himself. But if you're just viewing this, and I'm like the biggest uh, sweaty uh, Star Wars nerd. I love Star Wars so much. Um, so I had to remove that, like, well, but he's not Harrison Ford. 
Um, but when you just view it as this is just a, a swashbuckling, like, just kid who's figuring himself out, then it's enjoyable. But of so course, you were able to disconnect this from the Star Wars high uh, opinion. Like, you're yeah. able to say, like, okay, I'm yeah. going to enjoy this as a standalone movie. Yeah. And now I love the Star Wars universe, and I recognize when I, you know, when I was viewing it, okay, that, that's a robot, that's a droid, oh, that's Lando Calrissian, okay, cool, cool, cool. But I wasn't holding it to the standard of Harrison Ford. I will give, I'll give you that for part of it. It's hard for me to disconnect Solo from the rest of the Star Wars movies. I think I would propose one change that would bump up my rating by at least one uh, dangly dice die. <laughs> and that is you this. Remembered. I wish the movie was called Solo and it was about a guy named Craig Solo. And he was the dad of Han Solo. And he could have, like, it could have been the exact same movie. It could have been, like, at the end, he could have, like, passed his jacket on to, like, a little boy who's, like, someday I'm going to be like you kind of thing. It could be Craig Solo and Blando Calrissian. And someday <laughs> their sons will meet or something. But I think because it was Han Solo, like, maybe it was, like, a cousin or something. Schmeggery mm. Solo. So, <laughs> how did you, Ben, how did you feel about. Uh, the Kira, like their relationship dynamic and like them throughout the movie. I agreed with you, you know. that I don't feel like it was as strong when they met up back on the, you know, pleasure yacht. Yeah. Um, but I was fine with her as a foil, like at the end, like, you know, really clamoring for power. She still, what for me, it was easy to, to take it in because I still saw her as that orphan girl on the, you know, the, Corellia, uh, Corellia, whatever. What's what's the planet? Yeah. Um, I still yeah, saw her Corn- as the- Corneria. <laughs> <laughs> I still saw her as that, you know, girl. Because it's only three years. It's not like she. Yeah, she's the things I've done, Han. You can never forgive me. But you're still, you know, if Han's wet behind the ears, you're probably still, you know, green right. in your own right. You you so, both have killed some people yeah. in those three years. Yeah. Down. So so her, you know, talking to Darth Maul and stuff, it feels. Yeah, of course she's sur- surviving. She's just trying to, you know, uh, do her best, and this is this is how she sees fit. Now, I think she would have been different, obviously, if Han was with her, and I think Han was a crutch for her while they were growing up mm. and being kids, but because Han was taken away from her, then she had to fend for herself, and she became a little bit more ruthless. She came a little bit more jaded and like, hurt puppy syndrome, I feel. Yeah, I think that was great. If only that came across in her performance, I feel like that would have... <laughs> The Drew, uh, Drew, are you a Star Wars fan? I am. Um, yeah, oh, hey. <laughs> I just left a long time ago. I, I am, but I have not seen Solo. Ah, uh, well, okay. Uh, going back to the Brody he loves Last Jedi catalog. By the way. In the podcast, I saw, I heard, probably maybe it was recorded a year ago. You guys were both mentioning a Star Wars like resort where you can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get into the world. Mm-hmm. Is there any news? Like, is that still happening? Because <laughs> I just heard that today as I listened to that podcast episode, and I thought, like, I want this bad. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Soon? Oh, uh, definitely. I think 2020, 2021. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, like, well, they're already working on the park, and I think it's going to open up. Um, 2019, but just like the theme side of it, but not the hotel. Um, here, let's see. I'd be up for recording another crossover podcast in a <laughs> in a cantina. 
Yeah, I think Ooh. that's great. Oh, the only thing man. is that I'm pretty sure you have to commit to a character while you're there the entire time. So you're uh, not going to be talking Greedo. to... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it might be a little hard to listen to, that's if I'm being good. honest. <laughs> it's hard the on the podcast. ears. Mm-hmm. But Wonderful. yeah, I'm pretty excited about that myself. To like, almost have a Westworld-like um, deep dive yeah. and... Hey, how's it going, Lando Calrissian? Like, yep, I'm a space uh, spice smuggler. I'm not Ben Lopez. I would love to do that. Mm. You know, really experience. Is that the character you would choose? No, I just said that name because I could mm. think of it. I meant to come up with a fake name, but you know, the place is going to be filled with Sith lords, like just a bunch of people trying to force <laughs> choke each other. Mm-hmm. Oh man, there's a uh, there's a coffee on bar right now called uh, Dairy Kochaha. And I think that's a really good Star Wars name. So if you need that, Ben, you can go ahead and take it. Gotcha. Can you guys briefly uh, say how people who listen to our podcast but do not listen to yours yet can uh, find you guys uh, on the social medias? <laughs> Nate's a professional social media. It's very clear. I just learned about Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm basically at Drew Kaufman uh, everywhere. And uh, Ben and I have a podcast that you can listen to at bdyst.fm. Yep, right. super easy to find us there. And uh, I'm a multiple, I'm a multitude of usernames and handles <laughs> because Ben Lopez is super common and everyone takes that. Typical so artist. I would just, I would just say you could uh, search Instagram and look up the late night. And K-N-I-G-H-T. night, as in, yeah, night like shining armor. So the late night mm. on Instagram, and uh, yeah, that would be the place to look me up. Yeah, go ahead, tell us your uh, handles. Tell us, Nate. I never know what I am, so Stephen <laughs> does all of this for me. Stephen, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> so you can find our podcast moviesontheside.com on the internet, and then you can go on Twitter at moviesontheside. And then Nate is Nate.Baranowski on Instagram, which I encourage you to follow because he has some amazing chalk art there. The ephemeral. The, Most of it's already, uh, it's no longer on this world. So, uh, But at least you saved it with a photo. Well, how do you guys usually uh, sign off here? I mean, you, you guys just... Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually end with a, uh, yeah. Yeah, we just kind of stop talking and walk away. <laughs>